all in your mind. All in your mind. All in your mind. In your mind. Hey everybody, it's another episode of All In Your Mind. Yay! I'm Rick Rowan. I'm this- Dwayne Beeman. And we have two very special guests with us uh, this afternoon. We're recording on Friday the 13th, so it's pretty scary. (laughs) Scary kids. I saw a bad moon rising today. Uh, And those dulcet tones belong to none other than Rose Elizabeth Supan. It's true. And uh, uh, accompanying Rose today, we have uh, sound designer extraordinaire, uh, sometimes director, sometimes actor. Wow. Johan Detweiler. And we're here to talk mostly about the series that they've been working on for the past three quarters of a year. Uh, yeah, it has been that long. Brandon now. Sanderson's The Stormlight Archives. Um, let's start Archive. Out. <laughs> You're right. Really <laughs> Good Stormlight Archive series. You watch you mispronounce all the names. I will. I probably will. <laughs> <laughs> the corrections have the only gate. begun. Right. It's only going to get better from here. <laughs> <laughs> this is why you should have brought your beer, Johan. <laughs> <laughs> Well, we as you can tell, before we here we go. <laughs> I, I merely made that mistake to point out that I will be the voice of ignorance on this right. project. Because I'm going to be just as ignorant all right, as you good. are. All right, good. <laughs> good. Well, you did correct him the first time. Right. You did. So, <laughs> you knew that so you're, at least, you're at least that much less ignorant. Right, right, right. Um, so, anyway, the Stormlight Archive is a hell of a series. Hell um, of a series. Uh, it is a big seller for us. The fans are absolutely rabid for it. Um, and uh, in its print form, it uh, was on the New York Times bestseller list for quite a long time. The Way of Kings is the first book. Way yep. of Kings is the first one. Uh, I should say that the Stormlight Archive is a series, an ongoing series yes. that's projected to be ten books. Ten books, which ten means because I books. smoke, I'll yeah. be dead. Before <laughs> <you>. <laughs> <laughs> this, 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 is, this will be a generational series. Yeah, we'll yeah, be so. on I will to say, though, the, the nice thing about Brandon is... He's not like some other fantasy authors. He's pretty, yes. pretty much like clockwork when it comes to releasing he's books. Sure. He's I mean, unbelievable. You're get it every year or maybe two years at most. I yeah. mean, I think I think the third one is already set for release this year. Uh, this right? It is in the fall yeah. of yeah. 2017. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How he does that is beyond me. Right. It mean, requires rigid discipline, yeah. and a really organized mind, and 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 I think really. Uh, concrete plotting in advance, you know. Well, we were talking about another author who doesn't quite have things all plotted <laughs> exactly. out. I, I suspect that Brandon is the opposite. Well, I remember when I, I, I spoke with him, I interviewed him when we did a Elantris way back in the day. Right. I was going to say, Johan is a veteran of Brandon Sanders. Yeah. 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 He, he started with Elantris and Warbreaker. Warbreaker. Right. Yep. Um, yep. Yeah, and then uh, Nathaniel took up the helm for the Mistborn stuff. Right. He right. did a great job with that. And right. Johan kicked off the Lightbringer saga. Yeah, that's right. That's right. The, with which the, is the Brent Weeks. Best Brent Weeks. Yeah. 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 Yep. Oh, that's right. There's somebody else. Never mind. That's <laughs> right. <laughs> no, it's still available. At where is it available now? From Grant. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
but I, I remember talking to him about his writing process, and it was amazing because what he basically does is he'll outline the entire world. And, and for those that aren't really familiar with Brandon's work, he doesn't write just individual series. All of his series tie together in what he calls the Cosmere, this this entire world right. where, where his Mistborn series, his Warbreakers, his Elantris are all part of this world. And so Lightbreak or um, universe, uh, really? Yeah, yeah. So the uh, cosmos, the, the Stormlight Archive, is just one facet of this entire cosmos. Right. right. And so you'll get a lot of characters from Warbreaker that appear in in this saga, and you'll get people from Elantris that appear, and and, and I mean it's just crazy. And hmm. he actually maps all of this out. And then when he wants to write a book, all he's doing is basically just filling in portions of his outline. And it, I mean, it's amazing. So knowing wow. him, he probably has. All ten of these books already basically planned Decades out. Decades, yeah. yeah. And then he's just yeah. going in and writing them in. Fleshing them out. I, right. I mean, how you're that organized? That that's that's pretty amazing. It is. Yeah. Yeah. And the amazing. I thing... I don't know what I'm doing on Friday. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Really. The other amazing thing is is that Stormlight Archive holds up on its own. Oh, absolutely. Right. There's, I a, think, yeah. there's a few questions that you've got, like, wait a minute, how is this going on? Where'd, that, I, where'd that character go? Where Maybe that character went to another book for a minute. Right. But it never affects the actual structure and what's happening in the story. Yeah, right. like you could I, perfectly enjoy this, the, this particular book without having read any of the others. It's right. not like it depends on that. It, it shouldn't be a daunting thing to think that, oh, my God, I can't I have to read I, 50 books. To know <laughs> yeah. where we are. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, and I mean, I think all of his series are like that. I mean, Mistborn is is phenomenal in and of itself, but it's just kind of neat knowing all these little cookies are left throughout the entire series mm -hmm. and things like that. Right. And, um, you know, if you want to expand your knowledge, there's just tons of fan sites out there, and, and his site will link you to those sites, and, and you'll get, you know, fan theories. You'll also get lists of the, all the characters, and it's a, you know, this character was that character in this book, but is this character, and it's right. really a amazing. lot of conjecture on that. Well, yeah, exactly, <laughs> uh, you know. A lot of it is conjecture. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Yeah, Brandon does a really nice job of building mystery and, and revealing just enough to where you're you're not confused, but you, you want to keep reading. Mm -hmm. It excites your imagination. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah, you try to you want to see where he's going. Yep. And you start to develop, uh, and uh, I imagine that a part of what he has in mind is is uh, reversing expectations at times. You know, if you start to follow along with a with a with a plot for a while, you expect oh it must be going here, but it isn't. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Now, I should say that the two books that we are currently, uh, we're wrapping up production on... Words of Radiance. Radiance. Words of Radiance. Uh, that's the second book. First book right. is Way of Kings. All, all six parts? Five parts. Five parts. Five, all five parts of that are ready and waiting for you, to, if are. you haven't started, uh, yeah. in graphic yep. audio. And on book two, Words of Radiance, uh, four out of the five are right. already uh, They're out ready. And so... I yeah. am almost done record with recording of um, the fifth part, and then Johan will be taken over to create the world. I have to say, one of the things that's gratifying and annoying at the same time is fans that are so into the book. We here here you published um, part three just bef uh, a, a few weeks. Um, or on schedule. You, you, you published part three on schedule. Mm -hmm. And then because you guys were on top of things enough, you were able to publish part four 
two weeks ahead of schedule, which a lot of people were like, oh, uh, you know, a Christmas present. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Well, they were real happy because... They were very happy because it was a we, cliffhanger. Because yeah, we chose... Part three was... Uh, <laughs> real cliff, <laughs> Even more of a cliffhanger than the author, you know, had actually intended. But we thought it was a great place to end it. Johan adapted it, and I went... <laughs> This is great. Perfect. Yeah. I kind of <laughs> felt bad about doing it, but it, I mean, it was just—it was really the only place that worked because if we had put the entire scene on, it would have been too long and it wouldn't right. have fit, and we would have had to rearrange. Right. And so it just—it worked. But I, I hate doing that too. I, I'm not a big fan of cliffhangers, yeah. but this one just seemed right. It, well, it you seemed know to me, work. I love cliffhangers. Yeah. <laughs> I love them. Well, but in this case, you softened the blow because you came up with the next part within like two weeks. Yeah. 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 We, we so were. it wasn't quite as as uh, as egregious <laughs> as, as, as as like the 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 uh, the cliffhanger at the end of a se uh, television uh, season uh, where you have to wait right. four months right. or yeah. something, yeah. Or, yeah. or even a year sometimes yeah. for for what That's happens true. next. Yeah, and sure. I feel I feel like. Part four ended on a really kind of... It's a definite it, note. It's almost a, a, a good thing for people to have time to sit back and it. contemplate yeah, what happens. It is, it, it is not exactly a cliffhanger as much as it is an absolute, very serious stunner. Yeah. It cool. really is. It's a big reveal. Oh, my God. I'm telling you, and the amazing thing is, is there's just as many people saying, for God's sakes, let us get to five now after that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, it, 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 you know, if you're really invested in the characters, it's a pretty... Oh, my God. Pretty, you know, shocking blow, I guess. Yeah. It's, it's really, you basically get the backstory of one of the main characters, mm -hmm. and you find out sort of the reasons for, for why she does what she does in the book, and it's... It's pretty heartbreaking, actually. So yeah, it was it pretty is. cool. That's it that is. is pretty cool. I have a I have a little paragraph that somebody uh, wrote uh, to summarize the this this massive series, and uh, <laughs> I'm going to just go ahead and read it and see see um, where that this? leads us. No, this I snagged this off of the internet. Oh, uh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> and this says. Brandon Sanderson's epic fantasy cycle tells the story of Roshar, a world of stone and storms. Uncanny tempests of incredible power sweep across the rocky terrain. It has been centuries since the fall of the ten consecrated orders known as the Knights Radiant, but their shard blades and shard plate remain. Mystical swords and suits of armor that transform ordinary men into near-invincible warriors. As brutal wars rage over the control of these magical weapons, an ancient text called The Way of Kings tells of ancient times, the Knights Radiant, and perhaps the true cause of the war. The Knights Radiant must stand again. Which sounds pretty cool to me. I mean, it's the. Uh, By the way, you read that really well. You should be a narrator. That was well done. Well, well, like do you that. think that's a good summarization so, of know, the. I think the funny yeah. thing about those books is that, that that's a great summarization of it, but um, it, it's so one faceted. Mm. And, and when you actually get into the books, they're so much more multi dimensional oh than yeah, that. Yeah, it and is. I mean, that's, is, that's your bare bones. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And yeah. Well, everything, uh, everything that was stated there is completely true, but. It, it, it it makes it seem like such a, a regular fantasy book, and this book is so much more than that. It really I mean, it is. It's incredible. It from, really is. From what Brandon Sanderson I've read and been exposed to through graphic audio, um, and what the fans say, that it's it's the world building and the details, and um. and and that that. that 
and he he does it on such a massive scale. I mean, the the first novel that I that uh, that I read the series that I read was the Frank Herbert Dune series that uh-huh. did oh, that yeah. kind of thing, yep. where you where you really feel like you know this this world. Yep. I mean, there's still new things to discover, but all of the tiniest components fit together so neatly that it's that it's effortless to imagine what's happening and 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 how everything ramifies from from events and characters and things and and what that's missing what you just read is yeah. the fact that the characters are written in such depth when yeah. mm-hmm. wouldn't you say yeah, absolutely that I mean. that each and every character in there has their own story and has their own perils and has their own right. triumphs and so it's not just about the historical context right. that you just gave us you know on, on one level it's just entirely about people yep. it's interesting reading uh, getting the fans perspective reading the the uh, the product pages and mm-hmm. and uh, and the and the the social media stuff the the tweets and of people whose favorite characters uh, um, you know uh, they they are they like following this particular storyline or they like this book because it focused on this character mm-hmm. more yeah um, I'm trying to think. One thing I didn't do th- uh, to prepare for this audition was do an extensive cast list. <laughs> so you're going to be on this spot, Rose. About, Absolutely. Because uh, I mean, one of the one of the new one of our newer people that I hear rave reviews about, and my own experience with working with him has always been strong, is the work of Robbie Gay. Robbie Gay plays Caledon, who's one of the main characters, of which there are a number of main characters. Yeah, but I mean, he's certainly. He's certainly one of the main, main characters. And Casey Platt is getting really strong reactions. Casey Platt is getting real good reviews as Shalon, Shalon DeVar. Who else we got in this? And we got Andy, Andy Clements, Clements as Dalinar Colin, who is, oh man, is he... Andy's my hero, man. Yeah. Andy's <laughs> he's spectacular. He, I mean, I remember working with him back in the day when I would direct, and first of all, he's always prepared. Oh, I yeah. I mean, to the nth degree. Yeah. The consummate um, profession. But just... The way he brings different takes to things and, and kind of breathes the life into the character that I would have never even recognized um, is just amazing. Mm. Uh, and where he goes, I mean, I think Dalinar is the perfect character for him because oh, he's yeah. so in-depth. And there's, there's the, a, really a, a large portion of the plot is is what drives Dalinar. What is... and and. And without revealing too much, it really becomes a major plot in the book. Is why is he doing what he's doing? Right. And is he doing it for the right reasons? And Andy does such a great job of portraying that conflict. Andy's always played conflict well. I mean, mm-hmm. he's a real go-to guy for that stuff. Plus, he just has a Eleanor is a, a, a high prince. He has a, he has he and Andy has, has such a commanding yeah. presence. Gravitas is a good word. Absolutely. Yeah, gravitas Absolutely. is exactly. And, then, and, and, and you know, it's really great with um, uh, who who plays Adolin? Is Tim Gatman, good old Tim Gatman, yeah. one of our uh, fellows oh, yes. from a long time ago. He does such a great job of kind of complimenting Andy's performance as, as Dalinar because uh, uh, Adolin is Dalinar's <laughs> son in the book, and and you get almost a, a miniature sense of Andy's gravitas in Tim Getman. Yeah. And it, it is really amazing. And there are certain scenes where, where those two will have conflict. And, I mean, you can really believe that as father and son duking it out. And it, it really works well. And I, that, I mean, it, that's, I a, that's a credit in three ways. It's the actors themselves. It's the writing. 
and its rows, Absolutely. keeping them on the page, you Absolutely. know, keeping them in the same. That's a large part of what directors do here is is having a good vision of what the dynamics of the scene are. So when you when you're working on an actor on their performance, they're in the same scene. Right. They, they well, mesh and, and together. And I don't know if everyone realizes that we don't record the actors it's together. Yeah. Now, it's, it's not a very well-kept secret anymore. I okay. think most of the time, I mean, you know, people don't even think about it. A lot of people don't even care, you know. They, right, they don't right. want to know how the sausage is made, basically. Yeah, yeah. But, and, 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 uh, and usually people are quite surprised to hear that that's the case because... I could imagine because, I mean, some of those scenes, you would swear it's, you know, ten people standing in a room right. together Absolutely. yelling at each yeah, other. yeah, no kidding. Now I was going to say but that's I mean, because of your editing. That there you go. Well, <laughs> I, that I, we we have worked on that. I think I, I was actually counting the other day, and I've done over three hundred books. Yeah. So wow. we have polished that between us. <laughs> because yeah. Rose and I, uh, yeah. I was going to say we, about, we about probably, probably, probably about two hundred of them. Yeah, over the two years. You have worked together probably the over longest. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah, astounding. Yeah. Um, but I think Rose and I have probably worked together the longest. Oh, yeah. absolutely. I mean, we, I, probably, mean, I pretty much solely work on Probably Rose's 10 years in counting that you guys have been a team. <laughs> Actually, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I started From in the 2006. the Alamo onward. Yeah. Yeah. That's uh, pretty yeah. amazing. Um, well, so, so we kind of perfected that, that, that type of editing and that style of editing over time. I mean, right. That was, yeah, that I was think the people out there know when, I mean, if they didn't listen to the credits, they know that. They would it's know a it's a Johan. Johan. <laughs> right. sure, we, yeah. we have a very distinct yeah. style, we do. to say the yeah. least. Yeah, and we yeah. definitely, I mean, I we, think we kind of understand There's each a other. comment on the boards that says, um, the next Stormlight installment is here. Uh, get ready to turn down the bass in your stereo. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yeah, that, that sums it up fairly yeah. well. <laughs> that's about right. Um, that's great. Get yeah, ready for, for the Robert Altman. <laughs> the wall of editing and the wall of sound, really. <laughs> no, but what I, that's why I wanted to. One of the things I wanted to ask you, Johan, is that you you have a long history with us, and, and and things have evolved over time. And I think one of the things that's really interesting is that you haven't been on site for a good number of years now, even though you've maintained a working relationship with us and have worked on e extensive projects. Um, and by being distant from us, when this stuff starts to come in and you're hearing new voices and new actors that you haven't worked with before, that you have no like even image of who the actors are or what they look like how does that does it make you feel a little, little bit more like an audience member as you're doing this absolutely design? i mean it, it's kind of fun because um you know as i'm going through and, and doing the vocal edit or something something to that effect the, the sort of beginning steps of the process I'm I'm almost a fan at that point. I'm right. just sitting back listening to him, like, oh, this is cool. Or, Who the hell did Rose choose to play this character? Because I mean, that's the thing is, yeah. I'm, I'm still cat because I do now the you read this in advance or not? Oh, yeah, you do so the adaptation. I, I do the ad uh, adaptation. adaptation. So when I'm doing it, I cast people in my mind, and but I'm based off of the staff the five years ago. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And so I've got this book completely cast out, and then I, I finally get the files from Rose, and it's you know obviously not the people I chose, and I'm like, this is awesome. I'm going through and <laughs> yeah. I bet you Andy my, was Dalinar in both what, of yes, yeah, that was 100%. <laughs> yeah. I was like, there is no one else. I See, I didn't know that Andy was still available because he had, he had kind he of taken a, a hiatus yeah. for a little while. Yeah, and I was yeah. like, he was man, it'd California. be awesome if he could come back and do And then I was like, yes, it's is. Andy. Yeah. This is going to be awesome. Yeah. Um, Riding into the rescue. Yeah, and, you know, it, it's, it's fun because we had... 
we had talked a little bit about this because when we started getting some of the comments in, you know, people were saying we like this character, we don't like that character, and stuff like that. And so Rose and I kind of emailed back and forth a little bit, and we were talking about it. And you know, she asked me about Robbie Gay's performance, and I was like, you know, he is not what I had imagined in my head at first. Mm-hmm. But I'll be damned if, like, midway through the second part, I'm like, I cannot imagine anyone else playing this role. I this know. is perfect. Yeah. I mean, this is this is exactly well, what I, we need. It's, it's interesting because you know, especially in the first books in uh, Way of Kings there were so many people that said well this is just wrong right. and the same people like a book or two later would oh, go oh yep. man this is this is right and some of them would actually say well I see they finally understood the character and was like no you finally gave him a chance yeah <laughs> that's exactly right that's hard to avoid when you come with yeah. preconceptions well and the thing about fantasy is I feel like there are so many archetypes that have been done so many times. You know, right. the, the big deep-voiced prince that fights the dragon right. and things mm-hmm. like that. Um, and with Brandon's books, you can't do that. No. Because his characters aren't those archetypes. He does right. not paint with archetypes. There, there is no character that is going to be your classic villain or your classic hero. Mm-hmm. There, there's none of that. They're all too so nuanced. So you can't kind of go through and say, oh, this is how he's going to sound. Right. You know, this, is, this has to be the way it sounds. Other than Dalinar, Other than maybe. Dalinar. Yeah, maybe, maybe, yeah, yeah. That, that might be the one exception to the rule. But, um, yeah, I mean, there, there's just no one. I mean, Shalon, played by Casey, I think is perfect. And as soon as I... Because Casey... And there was a comment on the board that said it sounds like a, a teenager talking to one of her friends at the mall. Mall, but... She's a teenager. Exactly. That was the the thing that I loved is it's like you're exactly right. And that's exactly what she is. But Casey has done such a phenomenal job of making that character grow. Yes. Um, That's because The the, maturation with with the experience she's going through. Because a lot of book two is more Shalon's story, I think, than anyone else's. And like I said, I mean, this last part. You know, if you have a soul in you, you got heartbroken by it. <laughs> and, and that was all Casey. I, and that last scene actually put tears in my eyes as I was doing it. Well, I, got, I, was, I, I was blown away. I mean, I was blown away. That's and cool. To the point where I was like, I really don't want to screw with this performance. And I kept it, for those of me, those of you that know my style, I kept it very, very minimalistic. <laughs> yeah. there yeah. Left it alone. It was it's, phenomenal. It was phenomenal. And to be perfectly honest with you, I was crying in the studio while yeah. she was performing it. I wow. was shattered. Wow. I was just shattered. Wow. It was a really well done performance. So, um, yeah, I, I think, you know, people are, are right you know, when they come out and say, hey, I, I did not imagine that. But I'm yeah. glad to see people are giving it a chance. They're yeah. giving it, it a with chance. Because <laughs> it's, it's It's a testament that they don't bail right away. You know, that the fact that, okay, oh, this isn't what I imagined, therefore I'm giving it up. You yeah. Know? yeah. You know, or maybe, oh, well, I paid my money for this. I'll listen to the first book. And by the end of the first book, they're back, they're on board. Yep. You know, they, they, they have adjusted their expectations. I think the only person that they haven't gotten used to is a character named Sigzel, who is a world singer. <laughs> and more Shelby plays him. And it's so funny because I went on the fan page and I looked at pictures of him. And they've got him very young. But in fact, when they first describe him, they say he's the oldest member of the group. And yeah. Teft 
is not young. He's older than Teft. Yeah, Teft is yeah, Teft is an old grizzled guy. Yeah, and and, and and you know the other thing I can't quite understand is that he's not a particularly monumental character. He he doesn't have a huge role. And you read the forums, and it's like you would think he's on every other. Oh, page. I know. <laughs> it's like he's really not in the book that much. <laughs> I, I, I I love the performance. I think it's I think I think, I think it's exactly what it was described to be. So I I mean, but. You're always going to get that. I mean, of course. course. Yeah. Of course. There's, you know, there's no way to please everybody, but I, I do feel like we've gone to pretty far lengths to make it as cool as possible. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, definitely. Another character that is just amazing, and he's like a, a Shakespearean character, um, like the Shakespearean fool. Oh. His wit, <laughs> played by Chris Davenport, and he's, he's oh, he cool. is perfect. Yeah. Yep. And this character is continually insulting the highest of people. Oh, Just like a, lot of court, like a lot of court <laughs> exactly. jesters yeah, did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Just the very intelligent undermining of everyone's character. Oh, it's man. really awesome. And he's one of the characters that has still has qu- quite a bit of mystery about oh, him. Oh, I think he's probably one of the most mysterious characters because you know for a fact that he's played in other series. Uh-huh. I mean that that's pretty much stated in these books mm-hmm. is that that he's he comes from other realms and things like that. But you have no idea why he's there, what his mission is and and there's a, a pretty significant conversation between him and Dalinar in in this past part in part 4. Oh, I'll say. Which is just mind-blowing uh, because I mean if you read into all the subcontext of what's said there, it, I mean it, it alludes to so much possibility in the future that it, it's really, really cool. And it's just a conversation that they have at dinner. Um, but yet, That's it's one awesome. of the most entertaining scenes in the book. Yeah, it, it really is. is pretty impressive. Cool. How do you, how do you think, uh, just on a, a general graphic uh, audio sound design um, point or tangent, um, how do you think that your style has evolved over time? You know, and you've been doing it for what twelve um, years now, eleven years now? Like yeah, this? so I started in two thousand six. Um, so yeah, eleven years. I started yeah. January tenth, two thousand six. Wow. So yeah, so yeah. literally eleven years almost yeah. uh, to the day. Um, so I I think I've I've tried to to get more and more kind of cinematic with it, mm-hmm. and and that's mm-hmm. one of my really favorite things is is trying to balance out the I use a lot of scoring in my style. Right. My style revolves really, really heavily around music. I, right, I, right. I, I think I probably put in more music than almost anyone else just because I really, I have a hard time doing the scenes that involve a lot of just Foley work, like footsteps and moving around a room and things like that. It's a lot and of that, detail work there. That to me is really, really difficult. And, and, and my style usually focuses a lot more on the big monumental kind of, I, oh, I, I try oh. and highlight you know, action and things mm-hmm. like that by dropping in specific scores and doing lots of things with stingers and, and oh, stuff yeah. like that. You know, that's that's really my style. And and I think I've started to evolve over time as trying to to more subtly highlight mm-hmm. major points of the book. I think I think mm-hmm. I think before I was a little bit more heavy handed and, you know, I'd put symbol rides and stingers, yeah, yeah. you know, telling the audience exactly what to think. And I've I've tried to evolve that more into just allowing the story to kind of tell itself and then just highlighting it a little bit more. I'll be um, honest with you, though. You, um, you've you always been doing the right thing. You're just getting better and better. And better. <laughs> well, thank you. <laughs> I, 
I, you know, when you work with something like Brandon's work, though, I mean, yeah. it, you can't help but get better. I mean, yeah, it right. makes you better oh, because yeah. it there's ups your game. so yeah, exactly. I mean, there's yeah. so much opportunity there, um, and and I mean, I've I've really really enjoyed working on the project because it's, you know, I mean, there were parts when I was adapting, I was like, I don't know how I'm going to do this. I have I'm the the Parshendi. The, the oh, Parshendi are so okay. Explain this. So the Parshendi is basically the the villainous race. Yeah. I guess is what you could say in, in the book. They're so a far proud been, tribal race native to the shattered plains, which possess a warrior culture. Exactly. That's, right. That's exactly what um, they are too. And, and up until this point, here. for the most part, they've been portrayed as the villains. I would say, or, yeah. or you know, the the opposite of the good guys, at least. Um, the, the whole thing about them is that their entire society is attuned to rhythms. And so whenever somebody feels shame or disappointment, they, they hear a rhythm and sort of like an ant colony, they can all attune to it and they kind of... They speak like a hive in those mind rhythms. Yeah. Exactly. So, they so, speak in the universal rhythms yeah, of, so, their, of their Yeah, so, you know, when I, when I was adapting it, he would say... Any of those <laughs> 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 well, and not to mention another, I mean, the, the, the accents. The accents oh, are, yeah. are, are South African, yeah. which... I don't know if people uh, are familiar with accents, but that is one of the hardest. Because, right. I mean, you're... Listening to Trevor Noah ain't going to do it. Hey, nope. do we... <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. He's, um, he's got too much American in him. Who is the actress that plays... Um, Eshenai? Eshenai, yeah. Oh, my God. Because she just... She nails it. I love she? listening to her talk. Like I, I will Karen, sit there and just replay the voices. That's Karen Novak. Oh, and Karen she Novak is, is one of our best. I didn't even know that was Karen. Novak. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It doesn't even sound like her. And I love Karen Novak. Yeah, she's yeah, incredible. Yeah, oh. yeah. I, I, that was another actress that I thought we lost. She, we did. She went away for a we while. We came back. We, she they came all back. come they back. All come back. <laughs> that, no, I mean she can't get enough graphic audio. I didn't know that was Karen. And I mean, her she, sister is Tracy Lynn Oliveira, and they sound like their sisters. They do. They really, mm. really do. Um, she just knocks it out of the park. And, and Eshenai is another really, really interesting character oh, because, man. again, trying to determine the motivations of the character. They change. I mean, I mean, constantly. At first, you think it's going to be this this classic, you know, Disney villain. I'm doing this because I'm bad, and mm. you really learn that is so not the case. I, I know. mean, there is there is so much reasoning as to why she does what she does. Um, but going back to sort of the original topic, the, when I was adapting it, you know, the people will, will say lines, and then the the narration will say she spoke this to the rhythm of disappointment, or right, she spoke right, this right. to the rhythm of rage, or something. Mm, yeah. And so. Rose and I are kind of like, what the hell are we doing? <laughs> <laughs> I, I Actors ain't going to go for I this. I have no idea. Um, so, so we worked, and, and it took a lot of back and forth, because I, I originally came up with some rhythms, but I, I came up with these really complex kind of out of they the They really were. And yeah. these, the they problem were cool. was, they were cool, but if you're trying to speak to them, you know, they were polyrhythms, so like seven, eight times, oh nine, twelve times, stuff like that. And they were supposed to get... T- Two or three times more complex by oh, a yeah, certain well, point yeah, in the story. Yeah, exactly. That that. Well, sometimes you have to make allowances for reality. And well, <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I, I think we we were we were smart about it because we went back and, and redid the original rhythms to to simplify them. A Very lot. simple. And yeah. so now when they've become 
complex, and they're literally referred to as complex rhythms in the second book, we were able to kind of layer in and, and add a little bit more yeah. to them to give them a little bit more depth. Now, when you say rhythms, are you actually doing percussion underneath? Actually, percussion Is it underneath. like skinned instruments or like drums? Or so it varies, all actually. All sorts yeah, of stuff. It actually, and it depends on, on what the rhythm is. So for the, uh, you know, if it's, it's like the... Uh, rhythm of disappointment. We try and draw it out and make it a little bit slower and mm -hmm. maybe uh, lower mid-tones, whereas if it's like this, the rhythm of playfulness, we do high kind of. And this is under the actual lines? So or? the amazing part is that Rose, when she's working with the actors, will play that rhythm for the actors and the actors will actually speak their lines to that rhythm. Yeah, but the hardest thing for them is, and I, I had the same explanation for all of them, is that they want to tend to hit a word or a syllable on each rhythm, and that makes it sound dopey. Yes, yeah, yeah. So what I did was I said, look, have you ever seen The Music Man? And, right. And they'll say, yeah, and I'll say, well, you've got patter songs in there that Robert Preston does, and he, he's with the rhythm of the song, but he does not speak on the beats. He's right. in and out of the beats, but he's keeping it. So it well, it's what it is. It's, it's like, like rap. it's like rap. <laughs> right. yeah. Yeah. Right. yeah, it's exactly yeah. Yeah. what it yeah. is. It's like rap, where you can just fit lots of words right, as right, long right. as you're keeping in the rhythm. Right. And so um, now, does it sound like they're they're rapping? I, I'm curious. It doesn't it? sound like they're rapping okay. because well, we aren't really doing rap uh, rhythms. Right. Or, right. Yeah. Right. I mean, I, I or, think or, if, or even I, the, the rhyme scheme. You know, if we swap out for some some old 808 kick drums. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I might get a little bit we, of that. But we that we did fine. use the Sugar Hill Gang. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, the, the, the samples that we use are... Kid <laughs> play, because I'm yeah. old. <laughs> yeah, you're really going back there, bro. <laughs> um, yeah, I, th I think because of the samples we used, it sort of saved it from from hip-hop you know oh it, yeah it, it doesn't sound that way at all but um again in the in the second book this past part um or actually it was, was it the third no it was this past part um kara novak has a scene where she's trying to motivate the troops oh or, my and, God. and she does the entire speech to a rhythm um it's unbelievable. It really is cool. Well, she is she is caught up in a certain spirit. Too. Yeah, exactly. And my God, it is so more different, so different than what she has been before. Yep. And she just, you know, it was you know it was interesting because she was having a hard time for it. And I said, I said, think of a think of a revival preacher. Yeah, actually, that was. And she went bam. That's and she a great fell, idea. She fell right into it. That. Now that I think about it, that comes off exactly like that, yeah. too, and that's actually really cool. I'm thinking this would be a good place. I asked Dwayne to drop a marker to put a sample of that. If you can nail that, find that speech. Oh, pfft. There's probably a, a good little snippet that could go Oh, my there. God, Well, yeah. even if it's that rallying the troops speech that you're talking about. That, that, that I'll, would be... I'll find it. I feel a tempest brewing just beyond our experience. A powerful, angry tempest. A high storm. With enough of us bearing this form together, we could bring it. We could bend the storms to our will and could bring them down upon our enemies. Cast aside despair and sing to the rhythm of joy. I have looked into the depths of the storm rider's eyes and I have seen his betrayal. I know his mind and have seen his intent to help the humans against us. But my sister has discovered salvation. 
With this form, we can stand on our own independent and we can sweep our enemies from this land like leaves before the tempest. You know, another thing that, that I've worked on over time is, is um, when, you, when you do audio, you put together what's called a suite of effects. And, and mm-hmm. it's, it's, you know, compressors and limiters and gates and things like that to right. try and enhance the sound. And that's one thing I've been working on for a really, really long time is, is the perfect suite of effects to basically work like a, like a radio ducker. When the announcer comes on, right. the music automatically ducks so that you can hear the announcer. So you don't get drowned out by... Exactly. Right. So that's one thing that I've worked on for a long time is trying to find that exact right balance of it's either loud enough or too loud um, or, or too quiet. And, and right. to me, one of the most obnoxious things is listening to something that's too quiet. I can't yeah. stand that. Yeah. Um, so I've, I've worked for a really long time in trying to develop various, and I've actually even written some code and done some stuff to create specific VSTs that will work and do what I need it to do. Really? Wow. Yeah. So, so I finally have um, a mastering. So what I do is I, I do all of my sound design. Right. And then I go back and I have a specific process that I go through, which involves kind of changing levels and things like that for specific tracks. And then I put this this uh, predefined suite on the master track. And hmm. it's, so in a way, it's true mastering. It's actually going back. Right, and, right, right, and right, right. It's not just mastering while you're while you're doing the audio. Um, and I, I really like that mix. Oh, I, wow, I, wow. I feel like that mix is, is finally where I've always imagined it could be. Um, that Probably being took said, 12 years. Well, exactly. <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, and that you know. being said, it, the, the problem is, is that when we're doing this, we, we listen to it in headphones. And I have a, different thing. a very great set of headphones. That is awesome. Mm-hmm. They were very expensive. They're wonderful. But the problem is, if, you know, if you're listening to this in an environment that's not headphones, right. it's probably true. You're probably going to get some stuff that's drowned out. And, and you know... I catch a lot of that though because yeah, I, exactly. cause they, I, when I'm QCing the headphones I'm using aren't the state of the art ones that you've got. Yeah. And so I, I can catch a lot of it. Yeah, and, and I mean, you know, there's always going to be again, you, you know, you could be listening in a room that's that's just not you know, it's a car. A car is a horrible yeah, place a to listen place to. to listen, right. you know? right. Yeah. Um so so we definitely do try and strike that balance, but um you know, I, I I do work hard to make sure that you can hear every part. And, and Rose catches me all the time. It's like, you need to lower the volume. What the hell are you thinking? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't say it like that. Quite frankly, that happens maybe once yeah, or twice we, a book now. I was going to say, we've you know where you, better, you know yeah. where you're going with that stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and, you know, like sometimes those battle scenes will get a little out of hand. Yeah. But I, again... But, but, I'll I think it's forget, awesome. Yeah. I'll never forget you and I having the Battle of the Alamo. Oh, <laughs> that was early. That was on. that was that was the first western. That was the first western. Yeah. It was. That was the first western. Yeah, yeah I, we. You could tell that we were both passionate about our jobs because we were literally yelling at each other. I'm pretty sure the threat of physical violence yeah. came in. At some point. Those were different um, times. I had to jump in there. Dwayne had to manage the situation. Yeah. And and the funniest thing was we were both going for what we've eventually got. Yeah. Which it, was you it, were going for that sound mm-hmm. that you have done nothing but refine and refine and refine. Yeah, and I mean that was always what I had in my head. It's just yeah, you know, and quite frankly, in the ten years audio technology has gone through the roof yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah there are there are true. new incredible VSTs uh, virtual instruments uh, that are released 
you know, weekly now. That right. where you know to be able to play something that actually sounds like a real violin. Yeah. Uh, five it, years ago, that was impossible. Yeah. yeah. Now yeah. I can play something that sounds like a violin. Yeah. It yeah. sounds pretty close to an actual violin, and I mean that's that's something too. Is that uh, you know hopefully that will just keep getting better and better, better, better and, right. and exactly. yeah, we'll keep sounding better and better, but. I'm definitely proud of where we are now. Oh, I, I, I am sure. I think the Stormlight Archive is is definitely the pinnacle of what we've done. Johan, the only thing I, I, that I'm hoping is that in the next book we get to use didgeridoo. <laughs> so that has been a long, I think, a long standing thing. And I, I love the didgeridoo. I just never thought it was as versatile as Rose is yeah, yeah. When I started saying I want a didgeridoo in Western, Johan was like, what? But I will say, it works. It has its place. And, it dev and you know, um, actually... Our characters, um, there's a couple of characters where I actually use the didgeridoo and a vocoder uh -huh. to, to create. So that sound, uh, Wendell from um, the, the past, uh, this past book, the scene with Lyft. Yeah. We're getting into the details yeah, here. Yeah, yeah. But so he's a, he's basically a sort of a tree-like creature. Oh, okay. They call them spren. Did you yeah, process so that, him through? That was processed through a didgeridoo. Oh, yeah, yeah, so yeah. it is in there. Yeah, it is Yay. in there. It's still, it makes its way in, in almost every book in one form or another now. So There you go. Yeah. Our yeah. recordings are organic. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> they are of that, the earth. That's very cool. Well, yeah. what, one of the things you touch on, which is kind of interesting, um, that uh, it always, I always always have admiration for our sound designers is that they labor really hard on these things and they really do their best to make it as as good as they possibly can and then the director frequently comes in and says uh no 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 don't do that change this switch that around so there's a certain amount of resilience necessary for the the sound designers to take that and not take it personally, yeah, and not absolutely. and not get frustrated, and 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 try and collaborate and work together. And that's that's kind of rare with us. Well, days. I was going to say, I mean, well, but you guys have been we've doing worked it together for so long. Yeah. I mean, again, you know, we almost came to blows in, in the first book we were right. Yeah. But we we, <laughs> have, we right. have figured it out since then. So yeah, I mean, for the most part, in <laughs> that, was, that was a bad day. But out of but out of that came exactly yeah. what we were. Yeah, going and, for. and I mean, I think for Stormlight Archive. You know, we had the back and forth about the rhythms and stuff like oh, that. Yeah. And, well, and you know, some of it comes from we don't see each other daily. You know, right. I you can't get on each other's nerves. So it's <laughs> you know, and and you know, I I have a day job too. So it's yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. sometimes I'm just throwing stuff together, and I hope this flies because you know, I I don't. I don't necessarily have time to shoot Rose an email and talk about right. it. So, um, but yeah, Stormlight Archive has really come together quickly. Oh, I mean, man. it's been um, pretty organic. I don't think there's any idea where you were just like, "Oh, this is shit." You know, we got to get rid of it. It's all been no. I've not yeah. done that at all. Yeah, That's right. absolutely. Well, just the not. detail of of the whole rhythmic speech thing, the the, the, the painstaking work that you guys did on that. I'm I, I haven't even heard it. I'm impressed. That was mostly it, Rose. Work I, of it. I, I I literally just. Came up with some ideas and and she put it. I didn't know how we were going to make but that it, work. But it still requires. I just made them work their butts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, but you guys had earning their pay that they're day. Earning <laughs> they, oh boy, do they ever! You had to figure out the rhythms before they recorded, so you had to do a lot of advance work really fast and on the fly, right? So that it was ready for when the actors came in and they could actually perform it according. And they could they they I presume they had heard the rhythm in advance or were they? Oh yeah, I way? sent them the rhythms. But the one thing I was really adamant about was that I didn't want to have to do editing. Mm -hmm. I wanted it. 
I wanted it to be from beginning to end with the rhythm so that they got the absolute feel. Yeah. And um, they hated me. (laughs) (laughs) Except for Karen Novak, because once she would get into it, she would just, she would have this ball, you know, she would be done the speech and she'd be high as a kite and happy about everything. And wow, that was great. (laughs) And I mean, doing all that with with an incredibly hard South African accent. Oh my God. Incredible. And, And she really nails the accent. Like I said, I love listening to that character talk. It just sounds so that cool. That is so cool. Um, what was I? Uh, I was on a tangent at some point. But um, speaking a little bit about the, the Spren, the, those are sort of fun characters, too, because they're, the they're these sort of, um, uh, I guess, avatars or, or I, I don't know. They're, they're, they're sort of like the sidekicks to certain characters. There's, yeah, the, um, the three of them are definitely sidekicks that we've got going, yeah, and, and they are as amusing as they are absolutely integral. But you know what? There's... there's Are they a race? They're or, uh, written... They're, so they're, yeah, it's hard to say. There really. is spren for everything. Yeah, so everything has spren. It almost sounds, you know, like when you hear that everything has a spirit. Oh, okay. Everything's got spread. Yeah, and I think that's probably the best way to say it. It's it's, it's the spirit of everything. But, yeah. But they've been personified almost. Yeah. Um, and, they, and they can also spirits, change themselves. Which either cause or are yeah. drawn to different conditions or emotions. So there are thousands of them. But the cool thing about them is that every one of them, dependent upon who who they are the sidekick to, have different qualities. Absolutely. So, so we have um, oh, the, the main Kaladin's. Sill. Sill. Sill, and, and she's this really, Syl. yeah, so the performance on that is another really good one. Um, it just phenomenal. She's she's a very playful female, almost like a Tinkerbell, yes, a, a she sprite, is. you know. A, Which a, is exactly where I asked you yeah. to go with it to yeah. begin with. And, Who, Who's the actress? Nora Ashrani. Ah, yeah, Nora. And she does, an, again, a phenomenal job, and, and, and the character comes off as being that really fun, really playful character, and, and for her from an audio design standpoint there wasn't a lot to do you know she she the performance speaks for itself right but for pattern pattern who's chris gennebach you needed to do something exactly because he is a completely different type of spren he is he is basically uh they call him a crypto right Uh, uh, Yeah. yeah and what he is is he's literally a pattern um he's this complex maze shape that appears on stuff and wow. so I'm sitting there thinking about, like, how, what does that sound like? <laughs> I know. <laughs> and so, so I was able to come up with this really cool kind of almost metallic, uh, almost like a transformer type. Mm-hmm. Voc- and, and it's done using a vocoder. But the, the reason I really like him is that um, you, when we take his performance, when I'm doing the vocal editing, he has two different effects that I place on him. So when he's speaking about positive and playful stuff, I run one effect on him. Mm. But when he speaks about kind of depressing or heartbreaking stuff, I put another effect on him. Mm. Um, so that's cool. So it, it kind of you probably don't even recognize it until you listen to it a few times. But the the timbre and pitch of his voice changes depending upon what he's talking his about. His mood, okay. his tone. Yeah, I noticed. Yeah. And that I didn't that did was an awesome <laughs> idea until I realized God, that's a bitch when it's you're putting together, oh, yeah. <laughs> together the vocal edit. So I was like, oh, this is horrible. Because I have to listen to every line, and because and, there'll be parts where he's happy and parts where he's sad, and so I'm going through. And he flips back and exactly. forth all the time. He really does. There are patterns to what he's saying, but he's like in and out. All You know who he reminds me of? Chris uh, Gennabach doing that is almost like Robin Williams. Absolutely. Oh, yes. Okay. He's, he's, it's, it's ma- like the it's, genie. It's, yep. Well, he's, 
Well, no, not exactly I like a just genie. I mean, switch he is on just dime. somebody yeah. who is trying to understand things, and he's trying to get the human world. Ah. He can be very excited, but then all of a sudden, he'll like with Sill, he'll start picking up emotions from people, and they will be conveyed in what he's doing, and they weren't there before. It mm. was just it was just kind of one type of a uh, layer that they were working. And then all of a sudden, there's a whole bunch of them. A lot of times, he misunderstands where those emotions are supposed to be. <laughs> that sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah. yeah, it is. It's a really fun character. And the one thing about the the series is, I, I think there's definitely a promise of tons more of oh, these yeah. types of characters. Oh yeah. I, I mean, it seems like every character that is a specific type in the book is going to have a type of sidekick, a right. type of spren that's assigned to him. So. It's well, Lyft. Um, yep, Lyft, who's uh, just gets a small sort of. Um, well, she gets she gets which, quite uh, a yeah. Few I was going to say it's almost it's almost a novella within yeah, the novel it itself is. because it, it it literally it's a separate story. It's a completely separate it's story completely that just sort of starts off falls separate. falls mm, right, into into the mythos and and you and know, she has she has a friend named Wendell and Wendell is almost like. I don't know the butler in the Arth in the movie <laughs> Arthur or something. A very dry, <laughs> yep. very dry. Yeah. Now who's left? Who, who's the actress? That's Kimberly Gilbert. Kimberly. She's playing a thirteen-year-old girl who has some special powers, and she's incredible. Yeah. And from what I heard, there's a, a novella out right now that. Uh, about Lyft. So is it really? Yeah, I, I, I didn't know that. Um, I, it, apparently it's called Edge Dancer, I think. Really? Yeah, yeah so Brandon just whipped that off in his spare exactly, time. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> oh, I, I had a few hours. We need to know. do that then. Yeah, we need so to get we'll that to, uh, It's already a comment on one of the product pages. That is we it really? Since you have to wait for November to get the next book, why don't you do this? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah we're not we're not doing anything else. Johan and I just I sit, was on, say, sit on our tushies the exactly. rest of the time. I don't think we're going to be bored anytime soon. We have a, a pretty good lineup already. So. Johan's Johan is continually working on one thing or another, and and I'm working on and, and when I do those. I'm working with you again. Is on yep. the western. Speaking, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Speaking of the uh, new th different things that Johan's working on, talk about uh, your 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 uh, your quest to become a brewmaster. Oh yeah, yeah. So yeah, so so that is the ultimate goal. So uh, so I, I I have a day job now, and then I do graphic audio, and I, I think I have two or three other day jobs, depending on how you classify. <laughs> so the idea is that that I just I want to get all this work nonsense out of the way as soon as possible. So like five ten years from now. Brewmaster is my goal, and I I, I want to be a brewery owner, and that that is Do my really? that is oh, okay, my cool. But uh, so my wife, I don't think she realized what this means uh, <laughs> when she agreed to it, because my basement has basically become a mad scientist laboratory. <laughs> <laughs> there are literally pipes running everywhere. I you know I I have because one of the things I really like is kind of developing the technology around. It. I love yeah. building brew systems. That's great. That's so yeah, I, I've turned our basement into just this permanent brew factory and. Every weekend, wow. the house smells like I was going to say the smell. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The neighbors are, you know, coming over. Hey, what you got brewing this week? Yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so uh, eventually that, that is my ultimate goal. And, and I've, I've started the process. I've applied for brewer's notices and things like that. So we're, we're getting there. That's cool. awesome. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, that's, it's something I really enjoy. I, I mean, I... I love me some beer. I'm not going. Have you named so what kind, recipes? What you have you have you got? Do you have your own? So that's yeah. So that's mixes? what I'm working on now. Um, I, I finally knocked out 
the IPA recipe, which I think is really, really good. That's That seems to be everyone's style right now. The yeah, IPA. Pretty that's, high, yeah. You have to have a solid IPA. So that one I've locked down. I've locked down a really good porter and a really good mm. stout as well. Yeah, I'm, And I, a porter is not easy. I don't Porters think. are really, really hard, actually. Yeah. Mm. I, I, to me, that is probably the hardest one because it's... There, there are so many flavors that you can get out of mm-hmm. it, uh, but you want to be sure that you, you don't give it too much. Otherwise, right. it just becomes muddy and just you right. know tastes like a run-of-the-mill nothing. You, you really want to pick two flavors that you're really excited about and try and highlight them as much as possible. Uh-huh. And that's that's what I think I've done with my, my porter recipe now. So cool. yeah, Do you have you named them? So I have named them, um, and I, I've, I've. Oh, or do you I, not want to say? Well, I, so I mean, I don't, I don't, I, I don't know. I, I think I've settled on the name of the overall company, and and what I'm what I'm kind of throwing around now, and I haven't trademarked it yet, so no. Okay. All right. Well, no one. I kind of want to say it just so I can get some feedback, but I, I haven't trademarked it, so I yeah. probably shouldn't. Yeah, yeah. probably no, that's cool. Yeah, unfortunately, should. but uh, we'll, we'll come back. We'll bring it back. I was going to say as soon as you trademarked it, I, yeah. well, I, and I was going to say I, I did not realize that this was an open format for for testing. So next time we may we see may what have I a, think. Oh, yeah, I think we should yeah. probably have a, an episode where where Johan designs the beers that you should be drinking while you listen to certain scenes. Oh, certain, I think that oh, would be yeah, yeah, like, like pairings. Yeah. That would be awesome. Some yeah. pairings with, you know. There you go. There you go. That could Have be you ever blast. sampled Miss Bourne with a fine IPA? <laughs> Perhaps you should try it. <laughs> I like that. I like that. We could do Death another. Wilers. We could do another uh, revolving door too. You know, we'll have oh, everyone sure. come oh, in absolutely. and, and there you go. Taste I like test. it. Yeah. We can do absolutely. this. We can definitely do this. Uh, cool. What's your timetable? When do you think you you might? Uh, I have six kegs at home right now. So. <laughs> We'll be over. I was thinking I, I was like we, <laughs> we, we could take this mobile if you want. I mean, we could, we could, this, for those of you that don't know, this is two microphones in a, in a room. So uh, we can move this. <laughs> That's far from Memorial Day. Yeah. We could, we could uh, have a little celebration. What about, have you done any Foley work down in the in the in your basement or brewery? Oh, absolutely, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, with, a, with a, a lot of our... Um, a lot of the the work in this book has been a ton of foley. Yeah. Um, Do you use oh any of God, the brewing yeah. equipment? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean, just big hunky metal things. Yeah. Those yeah. Are fun as hell to just smack around. <laughs> well, actually, one of the one of the kind of trickiest ones was in in this book. There is an entire world made out of glass beads. Right. Oh. That. Just, uh, that was another one where I'm adapting it. I'm like, what the hell am I, I going to do, do with this? Like, so even just walking on the ground has its own... Yes, there is. It, it is literally an entire world made out of glass beads. Most of the world is an ocean of glass yeah, beads. Yeah, ocean. And then basically you, you create things with your mind and, and they become whatever the object is made out of glass beads. So you, you have a lot of transitional type of... Uh, you hear the, things the morphing, forming and shaping. The morphing of things. You hear it's people in them. You hear people struggling, drowning in yeah, them, it, surfing just, on top of them, you know. And that was actually a, another effect that took a long time to create is, is the, the overall ambience of the place, which is called Shadesmar. Yeah. Um, creating that ambience, it's really cool because I have like 15 delays that are layered on top of each other that are delaying delays as opposed to... And so what I did is I took all of the source audio and completely basically lowered the volume on it and then just ran it completely through the delays. Mm. So it's basically a delay of a delay. 
And so what it sounds like is a bunch of marbles falling around you all the time, and it's in continuous. It's, yeah, just continuously like, like waves in an ocean. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And then I just went and bought a whole bunch of marbles, and then did like a half an hour <laughs> yeah. just throwing them around the room and putting them in sacks and shaking them around and fully working. Yeah, the fully rest of the time fun. he's just he's been betting with little kids in the neighborhood, and he's just cleaning them out. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yep. I like the idea of this Next big chalk craps. circle in the floor with Johan <laughs> yeah, down with bones. Just, right. ah! <laughs> These kids are so easy. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, see on the news that a gambling ring has been uh, broken up. <laughs> <laughs> well, back in the day, you used to only get quarters and stuff. Now you get like iPhones. Yeah, and, you know, yeah. Right. I mean yeah. they have everything. So yeah. Yeah, why not drones? You know, it's amazing. Ooh, that'd be nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wow. That's the big bucks. Yeah. Cool. Well, I, uh, do you think there's anything we haven't covered? Um, I mean, You're I fascinating. Like, I mean, we could go on. I, you I, could, I, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, and it's 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 tricky with something like this because you don't want to go into too much detail. I mean, I think this is in a lot of ways uh, it, it it will be rewarding for people who have already gotten a taste of it mm-hmm. and maybe get to hear a little bit about you know what goes on in the, pr- the production of it. Oh, and, right, and, and, and our own people and interpretations of right. yeah mm-hmm. that kind yep. of thing. Uh, the music. I, I think the music uh, in this one is. One of the most expansive. I love the music. We, in this one. I mean, now talk gone, about that. Okay. So, so with this one, I because I was able to adapt it, it was really nice because I I knew what was coming, mm-hmm. and so when I had some downtime where I wasn't working, I, I was able You'd to kind of plan ahead for it. And oh. this is one of the few books where I've really had time to do that because Ken got me the script so early. Um, so this is a book where we were really able to sit down and finally make kind of motifs and an actual santa fantasy soundtrack so you really that's kind of you to say we because what he he did all this work so that means you did more than usual i mean you always add scoring to every project so this book is is i would say by far more than yeah i mean this is this is heavily scored and and like i say it was is the one time where we were able to kind of take the the fantasy idea um, and really flesh it out and, mm-hmm. and not just kind of use stuff that we had, but actually say, you know, there's going to be tons of scenes where we want this specific, you know, mood to be set. Yeah. Um, and there is this really, really cool instrument that this company, um, ADO, makes, um, and it's, it's called the Bazantar. And it, it's it's literally it's it's this <laughs> instrument that this guy created, and what it's it an is, actual it's, physical instrument. It's a physical instrument that they recorded and sampled, um, and oh, so okay. so basically, I'm able to play it on my gotcha. keyboard. Um, and what it is is a giant stand-up bass, um, and it's four strings, and then the guy took it and added a bunch of resonator strings to it. Mm. So it's almost like a giant sitar. Right. Oh, um, wow. And it, just, as soon as you hear it, it's like, this is fantasy. Like, this, yeah. is, this is Game of Thrones, you know? Yeah. This is perfect for it. And so I just went through and did a ton of Byzantar stuff. Where Have you heard other uh, scores that use that instrument that, we, so that you could call attention to? Or I wouldn't know. I, Johan might know. I, I've... I feel like I've heard it, but I can't think yeah. about specifically what project it is. And it, okay. I mean, it's um, it, it's almost like a, if, if you think about the old uh, um, Francis Ford Coppola Dracula movie where he used almost nothing huh. but a cello. Oh, okay. It's very similar to that, just a little bit lower pitched and much more full sounding because hmm. because it has those resonator strings. You're able to get just these awesome subtones. And actually, the uh, the opening credit, the theme song. 
uses a lot of that. Okay. It's just a, it's a fun one. It's a it's an immediate you know this is a fantasy book. You know <laughs> there yeah. is no question about it. And I sort of wrote it a little <laughs> bit different. I wrote it where. I, I got tired of all those songs where it starts really slow and builds to this huge climax. So I did it the exact opposite. It's this huge climactic thing and then slow throughout the rest mm-hmm. of it. And then sort of builds back up. But it, it, it's, it immediately kind of jumps into this dun 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 dun. And the world is ending. <laughs> and then goes into the really slow parts. And I have to say, Johan has, is, he performs all this stuff, but you had that. You had that scene where you had where Chris Davenport is wit. He's called a world singer. Oh, yeah. He tells like a three page story, complex as the Dickens, and it's and it's kind of an adventure plus morality tale at the same time. And there had to be a stringed instrument playing the entire time. Mm. If any, if anybody saw what is it, Kubo and the Two, two strings, strings? Oh yeah. There are actually, there's actually a scene that's almost just like that, where he's telling the story, he's playing his instrument, and 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 it's mirroring everything he says. Johan did this. I couldn't, I couldn't have been happier in my life when it was over. Johan, I, t- I turned. Believe off. me, neither could I. <laughs> <laughs> I did not think that was going to work out at all. Oh my I, god. It was that, incredible. From from the time I adapted that script, I knew that was going to be a nightmare, and I had no idea how we were going to do yeah. that. And that was that was a tough one. So I had I had been practicing around with with sort of the rhythm that was going to go to it and stuff like that. But the problem is, is that like you were saying, the 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 music is so heavily tied to the oh, to the man. to the vocals in that scene that so I couldn't really do anything until I literally had yeah. him do the performance. Right. And then what I did is I went and did the all the post on the side. And then I literally scored it. Yeah. So right, so you have to. Yeah. So I it's extra- and and Johan's a really talented musician. Well, so thank it you, sounds. Yeah. It just it sounds so. I was happy I, with I, that I d- one. I was. I, I listened. I listened to that in QC when it was done. I turned it off and I and I shouted yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's like oh my god, it works so well. And I, I was surprised too. And actually, when I finished recording it, I had the exact same reaction. And my wife was sitting there, and I was just like. Yes, this worked. This oh, didn't man. suck. Because I was like, really afraid. It that sounds this like was... you and Chris Davenport are in the same room working your butts off wow. together. Yeah, it's really I was, amazing. I, I was I was pleasantly surprised by that one because I, I was not sure that was going to work. Um, it, it's it's tough to. Those are the best, aren't they? Yeah, yeah absolutely. The ones where you're absolutely terrified when you're when you just think how and you see it coming and you know this is going to be impossible. Uh, well, and now you know I was afraid that was going to take like ten hours. I was like, oh, how. And actually, I was able to knock that out probably in half an hour. You're kidding me! Yeah, that that was that's probably only about five or six takes altogether. Oh my! Yeah, God. and I was surprised by that too because because it, it's so dynamic. But what I did is, and you took all the suggestions that I threw into the so threw into the script so too, Rose, as far as what I was looking for for mood. So or, yeah, so Rose in the script, what she did is she would she she broke up the speech because the in in the script originally it's just this long speech it's it's right. literally probably a 10 paragraph speech and so what she did is she broke it up and put cues in there you know like mm-hmm. now the music should start climbing now the music should dive back oh and stuff like that so what i did is i i took the the post side and i dropped markers in where her dynamic uh Notation notations yeah. were, yeah. and so as I was playing along, I would see that the marker was coming up, and I would start just basically working towards that marker, and then 
That now, was, were you improvising as you went? Yeah, yeah. That was. Oh, you're kidding me. Oh yeah, no. We made, that was all just like. Oh, oh my god. So yeah, I, yeah, I yeah. found so. I didn't want it to sound too much like it just an acoustic guitar, so I right. found this really weird tuning online, and I was like, "Oh, this could be cool." So it's it's almost like a drone <laughs> tune. It's it's basically just a, an open E chord, mm -hmm. and so I was like, "All right, this is cool. It doesn't sound exactly like a guitar. I mean, it is. I mean, you can right. tell. It's like, all right, this, this is an acoustic guitar, but it it's different enough. And it, the cool thing is, is it leaves a lot of. Um, of open chords in the tuning, so you can just kind of move your fingers around and and don't really have to change your finger position. You can just move them around the neck, and mm -hmm. it, yeah. it, it creates chords. So, um, yeah, it was all just improvised as it went. It was like, all right, let's do this, and so wow. yeah, we it's played played through it. It really is. Wow, it was it was fun, I, but I was I was really worried it wasn't going to work, and I was very surprised that it did. So or Chris Davenport in that You've thing. That was, one, that was one. That was one. Yeah, those acoustic western. <laughs> I was thinking. I'll tell you what, that a long true. way. That is true. <laughs> I mean, that's the thing is, Johan basically taught himself. From the, the, I mean, you you knew how to play guitar, and yeah, but, but you were really learning on the job yeah. as you went. I yep. mean, I guess we all are with a lot of what yeah. we do. I mean, that was, but it was. I can tell you that it was always kind of cool. It always made me smile to sit down when we were all in the same big room together <laughs> and, and they hear and it was neat i mean it was just it was like this is a creative yeah. world we're living in yeah, yeah. and I'm, it was it was not a normal job well and we had to do that too because i remember because we, we used to have a, just a collection of music and when we were, we were going to do the first Western, we went through and we were like, yeah, okay, we what music can we use? Yeah, yeah. And I think we came out with like 10 songs, seven of which were, uh, you know, the theme song to the Magnificent Seven. Yeah. <laughs> and <like> it's true. <laughs> and I was sitting there going, and I don't want anything but acoustic. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And we're like, we had Copeland and she wanted Ry Cooter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. yes, Ry Cooter was That's mentioned exactly the whole what time. it was. Yeah. We, you had Copeland. I wanted Ry Cooter. <laughs> yep, yeah. Yeah. And so, yeah, it was just like, well, I guess we're going to have to bring the yeah. guitar. It was me and Brian Patton. Right. Yep. Back yeah, in the day, that, Brian that, Patton. That, yeah. Greg, Greg, and then Greg through yeah. and the harmonica. Of That's, right. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Necessity is the mother yeah. of the <laughs> Exactly. I mean, it was, it was, like you said, learning on the job. And, and, uh, you know, the cool thing is we were able to take all of those acoustic things and they would be made for one book, but then we would take them and use them in other books. Mm -hmm. So now we've developed a, a pretty substantial Western, Western library. Oh, for sure. Years yeah. of people doing this because yeah. Thomas Hogan does right, a, lot exactly. of, right? uh, yeah. a lot of sound now. And frankly, there's more stock music available. Oh, absolutely. For a yeah. wider variety, yeah. too. So, yeah. I so mean, it was we, nothing when we started. No. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah. Now yeah. there's, you know, full on. Western collection, right. yeah. uh, number nine, number ten. Right. Yeah. So yeah, it, yeah. So, but yeah, I remember that. Yeah. <laughs> Thinking about how are we gonna score? Yeah. And, yeah. and to be fair, those original westerns, they are sparse. They yes. well, they yeah. are yeah. sparse. Yeah. The, the, the tumbleweeds. Uh, exactly. But yeah. so that was what I was looking for back then. Anyway, you yeah. were the one who convinced me to put more scoring in because I heard what you did, and I went, "Yeah, well, this is great." And I mean, I, you know, that was not a necessarily a conscious decision. That was just like, again, hey, this doesn't suck as much as I thought. It was. <laughs> Let's <laughs> keep going with it. Well, there's certain. There's certain fundamental uh, uh, symphonic type of scoring, film scoring, that are just basic emotional. It's uh, evocative, evocative. And, and Johan knows that stuff. Yeah, yeah, and he that's, really does. I mean, that's always been my favorite things in the movie. I, one of my favorite 
performance artist is uh, Lisa Gerard, who did um, from Gladiator. If you guys uh -huh. know the, the opening yeah, 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 scene, yeah, yeah. Um, where he's walking through the field of wheat and that voice, that vocal, that's her. That yeah, she is amazing. That was a Hans Zimmer uh, score. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean Hans Zimmer, uh, he killed yeah, it. Yeah, but yeah. but that that scene and and that that is just such an evocative scene that I think has been mimicked. I mean, it it's has become been a cliche. Almost overused. It's, it's become it's, a it's archetypal. Um, now. It really well, and parodied, and what was the what was the the um, oh the uh, oh, shoot um, Ben Stiller. Uh, they're, they're, it's like a Vietnam platoon. Oh my oh, God. Tropic Thunder, yeah. Tropic yeah. Thunder, yeah. yeah. Tropic Thunder, that's yeah. it. Yeah. There's that scene where he's got the dying somebody in his arms and the wailing vocal. <laughs> and it's like, we have reached the point where this is a parody of that. I mean, that is mm. so overdone that it is yeah. at the point of parody. And, and I mean, I, you know, blatantly probably still overuse that type, but that is my, <laughs> and so pretty much anytime. That's signature, that's called signature. Exactly. Yeah. Any, anytime you hear a female vocal singing over some long drawn out chords, that's usually something yeah, I've composed. Yeah, that's, that's, that's like 90% yeah. of my library is that. Just it's doing still things like that. on an emotional level. It's yeah. still... I know. love it. I mean, I, I think it really... Yeah. I, I, I'm... I, a lot of my scoring is more that type of stuff too. It's not necessarily the bombastic action stuff. I, I'm not right. particularly good at that. I really like the, the slower evocative kind of stuff. And yeah. yeah, so... But... Yeah, and uh, you know, the, again, the end of this past one, that that last scene uses a lot of that type of stuff. Yes, and it, it does. really really works works well. I think. I love the fact that you've had the time to really score because that's something we always try to do. Yeah, and, don't really and always we, have the and, and depending to do, on yeah, yeah but ten, depending on the production itself and the schedule and how things fall out. Yeah, you, and 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 the engineer's capabilities to 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 do scoring. You know, to, right. Um, uh, usually it's a time thing more than anything else, whether you can actually really be that meticulous with scoring. And I love the fact that you guys are able to do that with this. And still crank out stuff ahead of time. Yeah. <laughs> We're just like, yeah. I well. scratch my head at that. So. Well, the legend of Johan Detweiler. You know, <laughs> it's just, you know. Fast is going to be No, I have told Dwayne on numerous occasions, I says, he hasn't done adapting it yet, but we're finished recording it. <laughs> that is, that's pull our fat out of the fire. Rose, Rose, <laughs> Rose would come in right before she go home. Well, I, I uploaded everything to Johan. <laughs> Two days later, oh, there's something up there for me to go see. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's I. You know, and again, when you've done three hundred books, you, yeah. you come up with a lot of shortcuts Cuts, and a right, lot of right, you know, you right, you, you know right. where to where you can save time right. and and uh, that's mean, a, you yeah, know. I mean, thanks to you, the the sound designers, you know, um, you know, rendering soundscapes that you can use, right? Um, that are yeah, that are already that was, existent I, that right, you can just lay right. them in. Was, yeah, man, was on. it's, horse, it's amazing. Horse hoof beats. Yeah. <laughs> you created it right down to horses walking yeah. in deep snow, snow. Yeah. and <laughs> Johan made all yeah. of that himself yeah. because I would go, that's just a gallop. I don't want a gallop. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 That was, yeah, that was another huge thing. It's, oh my God. We had like four horse sound effects. For yeah. The first yeah. You created, <laughs> what you, you created an entire world of horses out of that. <laughs> well, we had a lot I mean, of horse really sound effects, did. but they were all at a stable. Right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Right. Right. Huge right. area. That was it. Yeah. 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 
Yeah, that was that was not fun, but I'm glad it's done. I'll never I mean, forget we, that yeah. time that because I was thinking to myself, what is he going to do with his snow? Yeah. And and you turn up this product, and I went. The horses are really walking in snow. I don't know what <laughs> yeah. you did, but it worked. Yeah, I mean, but that is the nice thing is, you know, anytime, anytime I find myself putting maybe more than 10 or 15 minutes into creating a sound oh, effect, I render it. I, yeah, yeah. I, just, oh, yeah. I render it out and I use it again. And, and it, in it is amazing. Just, you know, you, you, there's something where, where you think you're never going to use it again. And sure enough, like three books later, you're like, I have the perfect yeah. sound yeah. for that. <laughs> and, I, I mean, that, that does make it nice. And, and, again, that's just from doing so many books. I mean, yeah. literally. That's just yeah, I remember I had to do the Sons of Texas. <laughs> and, um, yes, uh, one of uh, Dwayne's personal sound yeah, design projects. Yeah, yeah. And, um it came right up on an Alamo scene. And I was like, hey, Straight yo, to you got that. Straight <laughs> to you sure enough, there's a bed called yep. Alamo. Yep. There you go. Just drop that in there. It'll yeah. be fine. Save me, boy. Oh, Save man. Me <laughs> well, well, I want to thank everybody for coming in. This was this was very cool. I, I learned a lot yeah. from listening to it about well, the kind of work that you guys have put into this project. And I can see why... People are going nuts for it, you know, the, 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 the demand for it. I've always known that Brandon Sanderson was a good writer, and uh, which is always the best, you know, it's always good to start with a good foundation. Well, exactly. he's, he's been, it's I mean. the story is, is the inspiration. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's just so good. You can't, you can't, I couldn't go past those rhythms and say, you know, we'll find something simple yeah, because right. it just, it, des- it deserved it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, exactly. Brandon has. You, you can tell he is the fantasy author of the future. You know he is, he is the the next uh, Robert Jordan. Yeah, you know, I mean he is the next right. prolific fantasy right. writer. He and literally followed in Jordan's footsteps. Well, yeah, yeah exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah. And I, I mean, I, he may have even already reached that point. Yeah, I, mean, I was going to say yeah, he might circles, be there already. Yeah. I think most yeah. circles people regard him right. as. He such. finished World Wheel of Time. He did. Yeah, he yeah was so the, Robert he was Jordan passed just, away before he was able to finish the last book. Yeah, they got. And was it? Do you know that? So it was the last book. That Robert Jordan was going to write, but then uh, Brandon Sanderson came in and made three books three out more. of it. Yeah, okay, yeah, because yeah, Robert Jordan had done a really good job of outlining where he wanted where he the wanted story to go. To go. Okay, and then uh, Brandon Sanderson came in and he said, "There's no way I can do it in one book. This is he still had a, a huge story to tell, so he did it in three books." And wow. I've heard that they're phenomenal. I didn't get a yeah. chance to read them, but I heard he he just. Yeah, I've heard nothing but good things. Yeah, I mean he's. He he is in a class. He's got the Midas touch. Absolutely. <laughs> you know what's <laughs> ironic? Because I didn't realize this until just now. But back in the days when I was doing more voiceover work, yeah, you know, when the pterodactyls were still around, <laughs> I did for the for the Wheel of Time game. Oh yeah. Oh okay. wow. Okay. I'm all over it. Colleen's. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> Colleen's in it too. Colleen's is she really? Oh yeah. Yeah, uh, and I think Jeff Baker. Oh, wow. uh, yeah, Jeff Baker of, is yeah, in it. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. probably some more. I wouldn't be surprised if James yeah. Lewis is in it somewhere. Yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I thought I want to thank everybody for uh, this was fun. Yeah, uh, it was, was a fun. good way to end the week. It was uh, so far. It's been a pretty good Friday the thirteenth. Yeah. 
We step out the door and there's <laughs> devastation. <laughs> world ended. There's world ended. Let's, go, let's go see <laughs> Johan's basement. <laughs> <laughs> Where has the beer gone? <laughs> it's still here. Ah. Yeah, we'll, we'll live on beer for the next several it's months. something to live on for. <laughs> well, I want to thank everybody for listening. Um, if you haven't yet, by all means, run right now and uh, and start and order copies of uh, Brandon Sanderson's uh, Stormlight Archive. Yeah, Science. and start yeah. with Way of Kings. Start right. with Way yep. of Kings. Words of Radiance. Words of Radiance. And, and do you know the, the name of the next? The working title ones? for the next one is Oathbringer, which should be hopefully coming out fall winter twenty seventeen. Oathbringer being a uh, shard blame. Yes. Yeah. yeah. There you go. Yes. And where where did where would one get this product? They can Blame. get all these great productions at www.grapple.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.